welcome to Reviews with Z. This is episode two, reviewing movies, TV shows, and documentaries. Um, this podcast will be about historical movies and TV shows. And also, I'm going to review some of the most famous and not so famous sci fi movies and TV shows, as well as dramas. All right, let's do this. Um, now, welcome. Today, I will be reviewing the hit movie, Blade, starring Wesley Snipes as Blade and Chris Christopherson. It's a cool name. He plays uh, Whistler. Um, also, Sanai Lathan has a small role as his mother in this film. Which I totally forgot. And I mean, probably the last time I saw this movie, at least 15 years ago. And, um, yeah, I, I'd seen this movie, uh, probably at least three or four times. I, I can try to remember if I saw it in the, uh, movie theater. Pretty sure I did. Um, yeah, so I I could only remember like I knew he I knew he didn't get killed in the end, but uh, I couldn't really remember anything else, the plot or anything like that. I did remember Whistler, his uh, his his sidekick or stepdad, or whatever. So we're gonna get to that um, now. Uh, so yeah, so Niall Lathan, who is uh, she's beautiful. She's one of them. Um, most you know favorite actresses, and that's why it's surprising because I forgot she was even in this movie. It's been a while. Um, also starring uh, Stephen Duroff is Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost. Yeah, he ends up being the main villain. Um, bad guy, Deacon Frost. That's a good villain name, too. <laughs> uh, also starring the Boucher Wright plays Karen the Doctor. And uh, Karen the Doctor. Yeah, she, she saves she saves the day. Get you a girl that, that knows how to get your medicine together because... That's always a good thing. Um, now, directed by Stephen Norrington, the writer of this movie was David S. Goyer. And of course, this movie came out in 1998. Um, now, you know, I'm going to be reviewing mainly uh, older movies and TV shows. Not that I'm not going to do new shows, but. I'm definitely not going to do anything that's been released within the last, you know, six months because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be a spoiler for anybody, you know, but I will try to give a, a, uh, good description of what I'm reviewing ahead of time, you know, uh, so if you don't want a spoiler, just, you know, don't listen, but, um, hopefully, um, you don't mind and you do listen. So, uh, 98, 
and let's see imdb.com says blade uh action horror sci-fi and of course this is sci-fi so you know i can do sci-fi because that's part of the uh groups that i want to review um it's a half vampire half mortal man becomes a protector of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires yeah that's what he does now um the movie starts out here in 1967 uh first scene he's basically it's his mom and she's been bitten and she's in the hospital in the emergency room they're you know doctors are all around they're, they're rushing her to the emergency room and um, it's it's not a good sign <laughs> she's bleeding from the neck it looks like her neck has been like ripped and the doctors are saying an animal wants to bit they don't they don't know what happened so pretty gruesome scene and um, she's pregnant with Blade and so they're working on it they're doing everything they can she's bleeding out she's like you know nine months pregnant nine months pregnant so it's they could lose both of them so they're working on her and the she begins to uh, flatline. It's like the man, and right as she does that, she looks up to the screen, and uh, she reaches out as they pull Blade uh, from her from her body, and um, that's it. She dies, and so that's the first scene. So he loses his mom at birth. So you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be a mean guy. <laughs> That's a that's a hell of a way to come in. Um, so, Blade is born basically an orphan, and they move right into the next scene, which is modern time. Justin is ninety eight, and and this this couple, well, this girl and this guy, they're riding in the car. It's late. And uh, she's got this kind of gothic look. She's speeding down the road. He's sitting in the passenger seat. It's like, hey, where are we going? It's just like, hey, you'll find out, you know. Basically, you know, looks like they just met at a bar or something like that. He barely knows who, who she is. She doesn't know who he is, but she's clearly in control. So yeah, they get up to the um, destination. And it's like this massive warehouse. And walk in, and you see this, uh, it's kind of like a meat factory, like a, a packing factory. You see uh, hooks with uh, cows and all kinds of meat, frozen meat, lined up all over the place. Some of it has plastic wrapped around it. And it basically just looks like a big, you know, factory. And so she's like, follow me. And now as they start walking, you can kind of start hearing the music. And uh, he's walking through all this meat and it's swinging. And then 
the, their workers in there as well, you know, they're looking at him like, oh, man, she got another one. <laughs> so he's just like following this girl, thinking, you know, hey, I'm following this girl to, you know, what it looks like to a uh, secret party in, in this huge factory. But as he's walking, he sees one of these uh, things that are on the hook, one of these uh, wrapped meat. It looks like a body, like a human body. He's like, what? What's that? She just, she just keeps walking. He's like, what's that? And so she just turns around. She kisses him. Nice, long, wet kiss. It's like, basically, shut up. Like she knew, hey, if I kiss him right now, it's going to take his mind off what he just saw, which was a human body wrapped in plastic. Oh man, so they go up to the door and there's a bodyguard there, this this big, you know, European looking dude. And uh she speaks in uh some language that, you know, he doesn't understand. And the other guy responds, it's kinda like a password. So basically, he couldn't even get in this place if he didn't, you know, he wasn't with her. It's because he doesn't even know the language. So that's a bad sign already. If you go somewhere with somebody and you can't even get in without them, and then there's no stamp or nothing like that, like common sense says, wait a minute. So, you know, something happens, like I I can't even, you know, get out of here or get back in here if I need to. So. Yeah, he's already in trouble, so. So as they go into the uh, the party, it's like this massive rave. I've been to a few of these. And, um, it look it reminded me of some of the raves that I went to back in the nineties, the late nineties. And uh <laughs> glad I never went to anything like this, that's for sure. Everybody's dancing. And uh it's it's packed. All all kinds of um people in there, black, white, everybody. It's just a mixed crowd. And almost immediately, she loses track of the guy that she came with on purpose. She basically just ditches him as soon as she gets him in. So he's, he's lost. And everybody's dancing, enjoying themselves. And there's so many people in here. He's totally lost. He don't know. He, he doesn't know where she went. He doesn't know how to get back to the, to the, uh, the entrance. He's just bouncing around. People are bumping him, knocking into him. You know, that happened to me. I would just immediately be like, if I go out with a girl, like she ditches me as soon as I get in there. I mean, especially if I came to her, like, now I'm about to go sit on the car. <laughs> I'm about to go call a Uber. Well, back in this, back in the 98, it would have been a taxi, so. I'd have, that would have been my movie. I'd have been out. But 
course, this guy, he's thirsty, man. So that's what happens. That's what happens. So as they're playing the music, everybody's dancing. He's looking around and finally, finally sees him. And she's like on the other side of the dance floor. She's dancing with this girl. And they're going at it, dancing all crazy. So he's trying to get to her. People are bumping into him, staring him down, looking him up and down like, who are you? Who is this guy? Like, how did this guy even get in here? And he just looks out of place because everybody here has got this gothic, like, Eastern European dark look. And he's in there with his hat turned back, like, you know, just one of you. So, <laughs> he finally sees her. And she's dancing. She's She sees him, but she is ignoring him, like, I'm into this girl. I'm dancing with the girl that she's dancing with. She's she looks serious. She's she has a serious look. Like she'll bite your face off. <laughs> he goes up to her, he grabs her, and the girl pushes him just like barely the girl she's da- dancing with, and pushes him clearly across the room. Like she barely touches him. He like almost floats across the room. Falls into a whole bunch of people. He's all embarrassed. And they just go back to dancing. Loser. And he's pissed now. She's gonna ditch me for a chick. Like, she brought me here. Like, what kind of crazy junk is this? (laughs) So, meanwhile, people are bumping into him. Nobody's respecting him at this point. They just saw him get chunked across the room by, by a girl. And all of a sudden, blood just starts dripping from everywhere. Now see, again, this is, this is, I have to say, every time, if I'm doing a, if I'm doing a review on a movie, like a horror movie or sci-fi, I have to, I have to interject where if I was in this case, some some crazy kind of make-believe world, how I got into this situation, I would be out. I would have been out already as soon as she ditched me. Like, ah, rave, ah, that's not my cup of tea. I'm out. <laughs> the fact that she had to speak another language just to get in the door, like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, hit me up. I'm, I'll check the bar out across the street. You know? Hit me up when you come out. But when when blood starts dripping from the ceiling, like all over everybody, and then it starts slow, and then all of a sudden it just starts pouring out. Just and you can tell it's blood. It's all thick. People are holding up their cups. And at this point, this guy is just like, hey, man, these people are crazy. He's still not thinking nothing weird because it's like, yeah, it's just, maybe this is just some blood cult, you know, some weirdos. So he's trying to get out of here. People are knocking him down, pushing him. And he finally rolls around and gets knocked out of the crowd of hundreds of people. And enters Blade. I don't know where he's just standing right in front of the crowd. 
and some of this guy's like, that's him. <laughs> yeah, you know it's on. Yeah, now, you know the whole premise of the movie, it's, he's a vampire, but because his mother died when she was bit, he's only half vampire. So, um, he was born a vampire, but only half because his mother, I guess, hadn't changed all the way. And then he was born, and um, so in this club scene or rave. Now, this guy, right before he, you know, sees Blade, he starts to see all these people drinking blood and dancing in blood. They all start showing their fangs, and he's like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here, you know. And he runs up on Blade, and then this, this gnarly uh, fight scene starts. Because Blade, you know, he comes up in there, he's like, all right, I got some vampires to kill. He's basically a, a bounty hunter for vampires, basically. And this, this first fight scene... Out of, out of the like three main fight scenes, this is probably just the the last fight scene was actually the best scene, but this was good. I mean, it, it draws you in. The first scene was pretty good, um, and like most action movies, they gotta start out with a bang. So he's just running through the uh, vampires, cutting their heads off. Now he's got three main weapons. He's got this blade, this samurai. Looks like a samurai sword that he has on his back. And then he has uh, these metal spikes. They're not metal, they're silver. Yeah, these long ass silver spikes. And then he's got the uh, this gun. This, uh, the bullets are, you know, silver. So. <laughs> Those are his main weapons, so he's chopping through like dozens and dozens of uh, vampires at a time. The rest of them are running. Some of the, some some regular people were in there as well, you know, humans. And uh, everybody's just panicking, running. He's just mowing them down. And uh, it's a really good fight, so it starts out pretty good. Now, I gotta say, man, the special effects. I know this is a 98. Uh, you know, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough, man. And it's what I think, like Wesley, Wesley Snipes, I gotta say as well, is one of the best ever. Um, I think the first movie I saw him in was Colors. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie Colors, that's a uh, legendary, like, urban movie. Um, anyway, so he um, he did a great job in this movie because I don't I don't really think uh, I think it was New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers, but this ended up being under Marvel. But I don't think they put a lot of money into this movie. It just sitting through it again after so many years I remember this being a hit 
Like everybody loved this movie. And you know, I mean, if you got it on DVD, watched it two or three times at least. Um, you know, because back in the day, early 2000s, I, I can remember some movies that I would get on DVD after seeing it in the movie. And I would watch it one time. And that would be it. I would never watch that movie again. <laughs> but Blade, I can remember. That was one of those movies that it had a good run. Like, four or five year run. And this is pre, you know, streaming and stuff like that. So, you know, if you had a good movie... You had friends over or something like that. You were on a date. Blade, Blade was a was a go to action movie for for <laughs> for a couple of years there. So, um, but man, watching it now, I'm just I'm so surprised that I didn't see this back then because there was a lot of good movies in '98. But um, I mean, it wasn't a horrible movie. But right off the Right at the beginning with special effects, I was like, ah. <laughs> oh man, it was, it was it was rough. Because when Blade would hit them with the silver spikes, they would they had this effect to where they would kind of just like evaporate. And I guess it was burning them up. And you know, the concept was cool, but ah, uh, it, was, it was cheap. So, you know, that was his move. He was hitting his move when he would shoot him or hit him with the silver bullet. They would just like explode or, or kind of like disintegrate. So, I mean, the, the concept was cool. I, I can remember back in the day. I was like, "Oh man, that was awesome," you know. But I was in, I was like a teenager, so <laughs> it's like I didn't know, you know, special effects or anything like that. But so after the first scene. He's down to the last vampire. The rest of them he's either killed him and uh but they've got him. So he gets his last vampire and he he um, he staples him to the wall with spikes, like he shoots the spikes in both of his arms and he's just hanging on the wall and he's interrogating him. The guy's trying to be all tough, like, who are you, man? Who are you? You know, because they're trying to shoot him. They're trying to hit him. He's basically like, you know, if you took uh, Captain America and Spider-Man and put him into a superhero, that's what Blade is. (laughs) Super strength, he's fast, agility, and just like, and then have those weapons stop so the guy's screaming and he's, he's speaking in all these different languages cussing them out like ah oh, you ain't nothing you can't stop us <laughs> and Blade just like cuts one of his arms off <laughs> now mind you the guy from the beginning that was right that came in into the club or the grave with the girl he's the only one left he's cowering cowering in the corner watching all this unfold like wow you know he, he's never seen a vampire either and this this vampire is just like getting his ass handed to him by blade but it's he's, the guy is in shock he can't even move he's so scared 
So finally, after he cuts his arm off, it's like, oh, he tells him, you know, everything he wants to know. Oh, it's Deacon Frost. And he tells him who his uh, boss is. And so uh, he sets him on fire. <laughs> he sets him on fire, and then the cops come up, and he, and he just vanishes. And uh, so they walk in. The cops are like, hey. What is going on? Blood everywhere. There's dead bodies everywhere. There's this ash from, you know, the vampires that have been disintegrated. And then this one guy, and then this cowering, you know, scared, you know, out of his mind. And the other, only other person here is um, some guy that's stapled to the wall on fire. So they're like, put him out crazy so nobody can because Blade just vanished he's gone so now of course we have uh, as I was saying earlier about uh, the character Karen who's the doctor and how she gets involved is uh, they bring the body that uh, the vampire now, the cops, the paramedics, nobody knows this is a vampire. This is just a body that's stapled to the wall that was on fire. It's not moving, it's dead. It's literally like burnt to a crisp, missing an arm. Nobody can survive that. So they, they put him in a body bag, you know, put him out of, they, they sprayed him with the uh, fire extinguisher first, you know, put the fire out. But he's literally still smoking in the morgue when the mortician or doctors, you know, they have to do their they have to do their thing. They have to examine the body. This thing is still smoking. So he's clearly dead, right? So uh, the doctor, he doesn't know what's going on, so he's he's asking around like, "Hey, somebody help me out!" Now, Karen, um, who's played by Nabushi Wright, she is uh, very attractive as well. Must say, uh, <laughs> great casting director in this movie did a really good job. Um, She's talking with the other doctor. He's asking her, hey, can you, you know, she's an expert in uh, pathogens and gene splicing and just, she knows her stuff. But, um, <laughs> this is a weird scene because it was like they kind of like, because uh, Karen's black or African-American and, um, The other doctor, who was played by, uh, let's see, that was, uh, was uh, okay, so yeah, that was Bushy Wright plays Karen the doctor, and then the boyfriend, that was Curtis, poor Curtis, not Curtis, I wanted to remember his name because, uh, <laughs> You know, in all most of these movies, action movies or horror movies, you know within the first five minutes, you know, that somebody's gonna get killed or whatever. Like, oh, I'll be right back, and it's, you know, it all, they always do it. 
usually it's the the, the black character, Afro American character, like. But in this movie, being the Wesley Snipes is the starring uh, character, I guess they flipped it because Curtis, the uh, the uh, mortician or uh, the morgue doctor, he he got to get the uh, first one to get killed <laughs> in a horror movie, and uh, they did him wrong, man. I I, I feel bad for Curtis. So Curtis, man, he, he, he's looking at his body. He goes over to uh, Karen. He's like, hey, look, you got to help me out. You're an expert. And she's like, look, man, you know, we were, we were dating. It's over. I don't know what you, what are you talking about? Like, that's, that's your job. I'm over here doing some, you know, scientific stuff. You, you, that's, you're down there in the, in the more digging in bodies. That's not what I do. It's like, look, I need your help. You know, she's like, look. I'm not giving you another date. It's over, you know. So apparently it's, you know, jungle fever or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it was over. And she was like, nah, you know, you're trying to make moves instead of doing the job. He's like, nah, I'm serious. You got to come look at this. It's crazy. Like, this dude is burnt to a crisp, but I can't get any readings or something. Like so she follows him to the, uh, to the morgue. And they're examining the body. And they're, they're cutting into the body to get a blood sample and whatnot. <laughs> and of course, the vampire is not dead. <laughs> and right as he's ma- making his move, because of course, Curtis was still trying to make a move, of course. You know? He was trying to play it off like, yeah, it's all about work. You know, this is some strange thing. I really need your help. Yeah, he was still trying to get back in there. I don't blame him. So right as he's kind of making a move, like, hey, you know, she's like shutting him down. The vampire wakes up and bites Curtis in the neck. Oh, man. (laughs) It's like she was just about to kind of reconsider, like, maybe I'll go out with you again. Give you another chance. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Vampire, ah, neck ripped off. <laughs> okay, so Curtis is bleeding out. He's laying on the floor. It's a gruesome scene. And she is shocked. She's standing there like, what WTF is going on? What just happened? Like, she's literally like froze and she couldn't even move. So. The vampires munch, munches on, on Curtis, finishes him off. He didn't stand a chance. And his blood's going, blood is going everywhere. And then he jumps on her. Bites. Uh, but as he jumps on her, she she finally like snaps out of it. Because she has a minute to run. But she doesn't. She's just like in shock. Like this this cadaver just woke up and bit my ex my ex-boyfriend's neck off while he's trying to make a move. <laughs> Kind of messes this, you know? <laughs> Some, uh, <laughs> not paying me enough for this. Oh, man. That would have been a rough day. Like, coronavirus is bad enough, but you got vampires waking up? Whew. Bodies waking up in the middle of the day? <laughs> oh, man. So, 
She gets up, she tries to run away, he jumps on her back, snaps her neck, and I'm just, I'm just like, nah, she's, she's gonna live, you know, they didn't introduce her to kill her too, like, what is this, Pulp Fiction, like, <laughs> it's just also a great movie, but, um, but they do, he, he finishes, he's finishing her off, basically, and then Blade shows up again, he's like Batman, like, you don't see him come in, he's just like there. And the vampire looks up and he's just like, not this, not you again. It's like, yeah, I'm here to finish you off. (laughs) And he starts whooping the vampire's ass. He's laying into him. Of course, the girl, she's, she's just laying there half, half, you know, dead. He's almost took all of, all of her blood, but she's not dead yet. And he's just laying into the vampire, stabbing him, slicing him. And when he's just about to get into him, the vampire's just like, you are crazy. Like, how did you just let me go just so you can come after me again? The vampire just don't understand. Like, what is this? He Because he doesn't really know. He's never seen Blade, so he doesn't know. What's going on? <laughs> so Blade is about to like chop his head off, and the cops roll up and they're just unloading on Blade. They're trying to shoot him, <laughs> and he shoots Blade point blank in the chest. He's got got on like bulletproof vest, Kevlar, all over his whole his entire like you know uniform. It's like, are you out of your goddamn mind? It was kind of like some 70s, like, <laughs> I gotta admit, the script was kind of like, when he responded, like, jive, check it. <laughs> but, but Wesley is such a good actor that he made it work. Like, I forgot what he said, but he made it work. It was just like, jive, check it, what, are you crazy, jive, you know? But Wesley's such a good actor that he pulled it off, it's like, Cause I'm saving, I just saved this woman and you see this corpse burnt to a crisp attacking people and you're trying to shoot me? You know, at least, I know it's this black guy running around with a trench coat on, with a sword, with spikes, you know. Yeah, they're gonna, the cops are gonna try to shoot him too, but at least try to shoot the dead guy first. Like, I am legend stuff. Y'all, they they tried to shoot Blade first. He's like, what the hell? (laughs) Oh, man. I think they should have played up on that a little bit more, but they're shooting at him. And the vampire uses this as a opportunity to run. Jumps out of the window. He's gone. So now Blade is basically running from the cops. After saving the day, he swoops up the girl. She's basically passed out. And this is a cool scene because it they had to they show you how Blade uh, was like a vampire and like his powers were really unique being that he was still human. So he makes this jump like 
100 foot jump. No, <laughs> it wasn't that far. But uh, he saves the day, like, with her. He jumps, they jump across this uh, building in one leap. It's almost like he flew across it. It kind of reminded me of Wonder Woman, how they had her float in her movie. That's kind of how they had him float across the, uh, the uh, skyline. That was cool. So, um, Blade saves her. Well, he has to take her because she's been bit. And he knows what happens. The cops don't. In the hospital, you know, they don't have a clue. So, vampires in this movie have been uh, secrets to humans. They don't know that they exist. And people do know are either paid off or wannabes or you know they're killed so takes it back to his hideout and this is when you meet uh, Whiskers uh, Whistler I'm sorry Whiskers <laughs> played by Chris Christopherson I've seen him in a lot of movies good actor uh, and he's all beat up he's got like a fake leg or something he's limping around but he's he's tough he's like an old biker guy that got in one too many accidents on, uh, on Harley <laughs> and uh, so they, they bring the girl in like basically when you're bit it takes a couple of days for you to either die or you turn into a vampire and that's it so He's looking at Blade like you saved her, but it's not gonna be any good. He's like, I know, but I had to get out of there. And uh, it's like basically you just delayed the inevitable. But Blade's like, ah, we're gonna see what we can do. If we have to kill her, if she turns, we have to kill her. If not, we'll just figure it out. But he's like, yeah, this uh, this guy, he keeps throwing these big parties and it's basically a way for vampires to just feed on a bunch of humans at one time. Because they invite them all to this big rave and they're all drinking and drugs. You know, the typical scene in the 90s. And they lock the doors and they just, they kill all these people and they just, they drink all the blood and kill him. It's, just, it's, it's a massacre. So he's like, they gotta stop this from happening. So the guy that he burned up and the guy that he saved uh, Karen from, he finally, uh, of course, he finally gets uh, who his boss is. It's like, yeah, it's Deacon. So they've already been on this vampire's trail, so they already kind of know where he's been going from country to country state to state, you know, doing their thing, staying underground, low key. They got money because they connected all across the uh, government, politics. They're into everything, real estate. The vampires are rich, filthy rich. So they can just move quietly, do their thing. And Blade and this guy and the only handful of people are the only ones that know. So he's like, yeah, we got it. We gotta stop this. And I'm on to it. It's kind of like Batman, but a vampire. 
<laughs> you know? So, this movie was cool because Blade, I can't say he was the first Afro-American or Black American uh, comic movie star, but he was definitely the coolest at that point. And he took this script and this entire uh, movie and made it what it was. It was a hit. And just his, you know, swag and everything. He really made this movie. Um, he carried it. But I, the rest of the actors were really good. And 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 the, the plot, it was okay. You know, so the actors were better than the script, in my opinion. <laughs> they did what they could. Uh, another movie that another movie that this reminds me of but the script is average but the actors are like and not to put down this writer because I mean I really love this movie back in that year but uh, Pirates of the Caribbean really then the movies were the first couple of movies were good in my opinion great movies if you like that type of you know fantasy fiction type of movie and um, but the acting and the visuals and stuff it's great. That's what made that franchise. It wasn't really the script and plot. It was, they could have been doing anything. But same thing in this movie. Um, so he's hot on their trail and they move on to the vampires because because of course the vampire got away. So he's going, he goes back, he's dropping dimes and snitching like, hey, Blade is out there, he's busting up stuff. We gotta figure something out. He chopped my arm off. I, he's unstoppable. Like we couldn't even, we couldn't lay a hand on this dude. It was, it was hundreds of us. <laughs> so his, uh, his boss was Deacon Frost. He was like the junior boss of the city. Um, so the hierarchy in this um, vampire world, basically, if you're born a vampire. You're pure blood, but if you're made a vampire, you're, you're, you're you know second-class citizen, I guess. But this guy Deacon Frost, who was made a vampire, he has you know clout, he has power, or whatever. He's rich, and but he still has to report to the like the syndicate. So he's reporting to the syndicate, you know what happened, and they're like, hey, they don't they don't like what's going on. They're like, you you're throwing these wild crazy parties. Y'all are showing y'all fangs and stuff like that to humans. And we gotta do, we gotta be discreet. Like y'all have these big elaborate events where we're just slaughtering people and we gotta be more covert. And Deacon Frost is just like, to the syndicate, it's like basically this group of vampires from all around the world. Like every country has, I don't know, it's like 10 of them. So not every country, but there were people from, you know, all walks, not all walks of life, were all over the world. And like you'd say, uh, in Europe, you have several representatives, you have several representatives from Asia and Africa and the Caribbean. Like they had uh, pure blood vampires from each region of the world. And this is the syndicate. 
And so this is who Deacon Frost, who basically runs this city. I don't know if this was shot in LA or New York, but wherever it was shot at, there were a lot of, um, I saw a lot of um, Asian or Chinese, I don't know, uh, looked like Chinese uh, extras and even the scenery. So, But I'm not sure which city, but let's say New York. And being in a big city like that, it's gonna be really diverse. Okay, yeah, and back to the syndicate. Now, when they're reprimanding uh, Frost, Deacon Frost, the villain. He's trying to tell them, hey, look, we gotta take over. We can't let these humans keep us in the dark, make us run, hide. We're powerful, we have money, we're faster, stronger than them. They're our food. They're literally our food. He's, he's all arrogant. And they're trying to let him know, you know, like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> so many words like we can't go outside during the day <laughs> so you talking all tough but uh you know humans can go outside in the day they, they they're good at night like we can only go outside at night and he's and he's got something up his sleeve and he's just like look y'all don't get on board y'all might find yourself on the outside and they just looking at him like yeah, get out of here, man, before we slap you up. You know, because he's like a, a junior junior boss to them. Like, he's he's just running a little city for them. So they're not really even studying him. They're just giving him a warning, like, hey, look, chill out. So, um, you know, back with Blade and Whis- Whiskers, they're, they're nursing the girl, trying to get her together, and they're telling her. Basically, Blade's story, you know, he, he meets... Um, he meets Whiskers when he's like 12 or something, 13. And uh, Whiskers was like, he was starving or he was bloodthirsty. You know, when he met him, because he's half vampire, but he's been an orphan in the street feeding the homeless people. That's how uh, that's how Whiskers found him. I keep calling this guy Whiskers. He's going to be Whiskers for this episode. Just, just know when I say, <laughs> when I say Whiskers, I mean Whiskers. So Whistler, um, <laughs> he he's telling the girl the story, and she's like, "Ah, you know," she's trying to soak all this in, like they saved her life, and you know she has to listen because it's like she's never seen anything like this before. She's never seen vampire, so now she's been bit by one. So, um. So he trains Blade from that age, you know, and he figures out a way to get Blade a serum, or Blade figure it out, figure it out, figure it out some kind of way. And um, so he takes the serum, so he doesn't have to drink blood, and that keeps him. Basically, he has all the powers. He can walk. Also, Blade Blade has all of the good things that a vampire has and none of the bad like he can go outside garlic doesn't kill him and he's telling the girl you know 
this is what we do. You know, we hunt vampires, you know, and we take them out. And Blaze is like, my bullets have silver and, and uh, garlic. I think it's garlic <laughs> as it's gunpowder. And that's what kills them. That's what makes them evaporate or uh, disintegrate. So she's like, wow, you know, that's very innovative. Like he's created his own, you know, explosive for this particular enemy. So, um, I mean, between him and Whiskers, they create all these weapons specifically just to destroy these vampires, you know. So, uh, they're showing all this gear and they're letting it know we're gearing up. We're about to go out and do our thing. Like, and they try to ditch her, you know, they try to like, hey, patch her up and like, hey, uh, buy a gun. Whiskers says something like, because, you know, she's not their problem. They're trying to kill these vampires. They can't like, it's just two of them. So they don't have a big team. So they try to, they try to ditch her, take her home or whatever, but they know that she's bitten, so she's kind of got that scent on on her. So the vampires are gonna be looking for. Her. And he's like, buy a gun. And he's like, you know, if you get sensitive to the light, or you start, uh, if you get so thirsty, no matter how much you drink, you just can't get enough. She's like, go ahead and take yourself out, delete yourself, you know because you're about to turn. She's like, what? Like, you're just gonna leave me at my apartment? Like, so they try that or whatever, but as soon as they leave, like the vampires come for and Blade has to step in again. And it's the same dude. And he, he, he I believe he chops the guy's arm off again. <laughs> so this is like the second time he's chopped this guy's arm off. <laughs> And he's cussing like, <laughs> oh man! So they take her away from there. So basically, she's like a third member of the team now. She's still turning, and uh, <laughs> the dynamic between the three of them it starts to gel because she's trusting them now. He's he saved her like three times. She's seen a bunch of vampires now, so there's no going back. So uh, she starts to work on her own serum because the serum that Blade is taking is wearing off to where it's not going to work soon. So him, him and Whistler are trying to figure that out. So since she's a, uh, she specializes in gene splicing, things of that nature. So she's working on it like, hey, if I can figure this out, maybe... I can cure myself as well. So she's working on that. And, uh, you know, Blade goes to meet the Deacon Frost. Now, Frost has this document that is like this ancient text that from uh, ancient vampires. And he's in the, the vampire vault. Like, only certain people can go in this vault. And he's threatened by the leader, one of the leaders that, uh, you know, you're not even supposed to be in here. You're not pure blood. He's basically like, what you gonna do? Like, And in this scene, I really don't understand why the um, 
the head vampire, the pure blood vampire, doesn't just like slap his head off. Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's much stronger than him. But um, yeah, so Frost has this document that he's gotten. He's, he's deciphering this. He has this code, this computer, breaking down the code on this document um, in the uh, vault or the library for the uh, these ancient vampires. And it's this blood god that he's trying to decipher. And so the lead guy is like, you're wasting your time. You're not even supposed to be in here. That's a myth. Nobody, you know, it was thousands and thousands of years ago. It's a myth. There's no blood guy. What are you doing? So Deacon Frost is like, what you going to do? You know, I'll slap you up. Like, what you going to do? Like, I'm going to do this no matter what you say. I'm a boss. I'm just, I didn't get it. I was just like, he was supposed to be done right there. But he doesn't. He let he lets it go. He's like, you're not even worth my time. You're not even. This is not even in, in, entertaining me. Like, cause I, I'm assuming he could have killed him right on the spot. So he's just not taking this guy serious. So while that's going on, he's basically trying to bring this blood god back to life, so he give power to all the vampires to where they can just take over. Like they don't have to worry about humans or the sun or nothing. But, you know, who knows if it's going to work or not. Like, he doesn't know. So, in the meantime, he tries to negotiate with Blade because, you know, they they sent out a whole group of vampires to go snatch up the girl and snatch him up. And, like, he's killing everybody. <laughs> so, the guy that gets his arm chopped off again, the vampire from the beginning, the one that got set on fire. Um... <laughs> He's mad as hell. He's just like, you sent us to go. You want us to go snatch this guy up? We should just kill him, man. Like, he's chopped my arms off twice. <laughs> he's like, no, we need him alive. I need, need to grab him alive. So he, so he, uh, he snatches up uh, all the guys to try to, all the other vampires to try to. Go ahead and snatch uh, a get blade alive. That's that's the objective now. Not kill him. Because basically you can't. But, uh, um, but in the meantime, what happens is while they're away looking for Deacon Frost's uh, hideout and stuff, they kill. They come to uh, Blade's hideout. They kill uh, Whistler. They torture him. And they don't kill him, so they, they almost kill him. He's, he's bleeding out by the time Blade gets back. And so he's bleeding out when Blade gets back to the hideout. And Blade's like, Dang, I can't believe I let this happen. Like, I shouldn't have left him alone. He's just like, the guy's bleeding out. He's like, they took the girl because the girl was there too. And uh, oh yeah, I believe that's that's what happened. Blade was going to get more serum because he was running out of serum. He injects himself with the serum so he doesn't have to drink blood, so he doesn't kill people. And um, so while he was doing that, they they came and ambushed. Uh, they got him. They got his, his crew. 
So they kidnapped the girl. They got her finally. She's still... But, but right before they got her, she figured out a way to make a new serum and she healed herself. So she doesn't turn into a vampire, but nobody knows this yet, you know, because right, like in the moment that she does it, like they, they ambushed her. So Blade doesn't know this, but she's cured herself. So she's, she's good, but now she's kidnapped by the vampire. So it's like fumble, <laughs> fumble. Um, if only I had more time. Uh, so Blade is like looking at this guy, Whist uh, Whistler, and Whistler's like, "We gotta go get him. They're gonna bring this blood guy back." And he tells Blade, "Like we deciphered the code as well that the Deacon was trying to decipher. And if they bring this guy back, they need your blood because." you are you were born a vampire as well but you're also a daywalker so they need uh, pure blood and daywalker and that'll bring this this magical power back so she's like you can't let him do it you know he's dying bleeding out and he's like but you're dying over here like i can save you he's like nah nah it's too late give me your gun and this is a sad scene because it's like you gotta, you gotta take me out, Blade. You gotta kill me before I turn into a vampire. Because of course they bit him up and stabbed him and cut him and left him to die. But he doesn't want to turn into a vampire. Pretty sad scene, old man. Yes. <laughs> Poor Whistler, he's dead. Oh man, but uh, I skipped several parts. Um, yeah, the um, <laughs> earlier in the movie, he he was actually on the trail of this cop. This because when she went home, um, this cop came over to check on her because she was missing from work because she basically got kidnapped by Blade. I skipped that part. So yeah, that was the first guy. Yeah, he came after her, this cop, and Blade slapped him up and and, and uh, <laughs> sent him on his way. And so there was this other scene where they go in the go into the club, this other club, following the cop. Because what they did is they sent him on his way after they beat after Blade beat him up. They followed him. So this is all before she actually gets kidnapped towards the end. So I skipped I, I skipped all of this part. Um, but uh, one of the good, probably the best uh, scenes in the movie, I guess, is when he's basically teaching her, you know, how to kill vampires and what you and what you need to do because. Uh, when they went in the club to chase the cop that was working for the vampires who tried to kill her. Um, they followed him to this club. He's making deliveries of blood to the club. So they followed him and they got him. Like, all right, before we go in here, he's telling her, you know, garlic, silver, that works. Um, but you gotta be on your toes if you're gonna go in here with me 
you gotta know what you're doing. So he gave her a gun. He's like, you ever use this? She's like, oh, no, no, but I'll, I'll, I can learn. He's like, the safety's off. The round's already chambered. Silver hollow point bullets filled with garlic. You aim for the head or the heart. Anything else, it's your ass. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I got it. And uh, so I skipped over all that part. So back to Whistler dying. They kidnapped her. Blade has to go in alone and save the day. So he gears up. And not only does this girl... Not only does she make the doctor make this serum that cures her and possibly Blade can use to cure himself, she comes up with this uh, concoction that if you put it in the bloodstream of the uh, vampire, it'll make them explode. And you only need a little bit, like a couple of drops make their head explode or whatever wherever you stick it in at the arm whatever body part little drop of that this uh chemical kind of what it was but it was it was reactionary to their to their uh to their blood so she made that so before she got kidnapped blade he takes this chemical and he puts it into a weapon but it looks, he puts it into like these needles, but they look like, you know, they're his serum. So he goes into battle. He goes with all his gear. He's fighting his way into their lair. And of course, he's saving the day. Now, where they're at is they're trying to raise this blood guy. So they got uh, another part I skipped over. Uh, reviews with Z. There's going to be uh, <laughs> a few skip overs. But, um, Another part, the uh, deacon took over the vampires. Like he, he ganged up all. Well, actually, he killed the, the the leader, and then the rest of them he kidnaps them. He never really explained how he had the power to do this. I'm assuming just because there are more made vampires, meaning they were they were made into vampires by being bit, than there are pure blood. So basically, just like in the world, if the poor rose up against the rich, they really wouldn't stand a chance because it's way more of them uh, than it is the pure blood. So that's, but they didn't explain that because that kind of, that really didn't make sense. But let's just say that happened. So he takes over, and he he needs these pure bloods because in his ritual, once he deciphers this code, and he does before he deciphers the code. Well, actually, after he deciphers it, he tries to go to Blade before he, you know, kill Whistler and tell him, hey, look, we need to join forces. You're a daywalker. Really, he's trying to use him because the ritual says that you need a daywalker. But he tried to bait him into helping him. Blade is like, you're crazy. I'm going to kill you first chance I get. <laughs> and um, so back to the rescue. He's, he's got to rescue the girl, save the day. And they got this big ritual going on. Now, this last setting, this scene, it's like a, it's like a, a underground uh, lair or hideout. But it's got all of these kind of almost hieroglyphic, hieroglyphic-looking writings, kind of like a, a ancient tomb. But it's kind of janky the way they did it. Like 
kind of disappointed in the set and uh, because I, I, I kind of could see what they were going for but it was it's just like <laughs> looked like a bunch of different time periods of writings jumbled together but anyway so they line up all of the uh, pure bloods under this this uh, tomb and Blade is coming they're fighting against Blade and uh, they kidnap Blade and the re- reason they kidnap the re- they don't kidnap him they, they finally subdue him the reason they subdue him is because Blade is fighting his way in there into the lair to save the girl and stop you know bad guys and all of a sudden Blade sees his mom like what my mom so annihilate them like the uh his mom that supposedly died having given birth to him she actually came back to life as a vampire she's been a vampire all this time killing and slaying and sucking blood and and loving it and she hasn't aged a day so he's stunned like that's what threw him off guard and they were able to knock him out and subdue him so now they got him in this ritual He's the centerpiece. They need his blood along with the uh, pure bloods. And it's going down. So, um, one of the bad plots of the movie, instead of killing the girl, (laughs) they throw her into this pit where her ex-boyfriend, Curtis, the guy I felt sorry for, he turned into a vampire as well because anybody's bit, you know. And they're basically like, we're going to let Curtis take care of him. (laughs) There. Threw her down in this pit. So, um, the ritual happens. They almost, they basically drain Blade of all of his blood. And all the blood pours down over all of these uh, other vampires the uh, pure bloods and all of a sudden once this happens with the spell that this uh, deacon guy is doing it starts this whole chain reaction all this energy and that this spell is working he's bringing back the blood god and it's gonna make him uh, all powerful and uh, so (laughs) he does the ritual he gets the power he's super powerful like he's unstoppable and in the process, it totally uh, disintegrates all of the pure bloods in the process of transferring all of their power along with but Blade's essence or whatever his blood. Weird thing happens. It's just like a bunch of bad special effects and uh, kind of like weird science. <laughs> if, you ever, if you've ever seen that movie, uh, Weird Science, which is five six years older than this movie but that's that's the special effects i got from this scene like okay they're trying to show this like big seance powerful uh energy transfer and it's just it's janky but hey um the fight scenes are so good and the, the the actors uh the main three or four actors are very good so they're, they're holding it together blade is drained the girl is able to get out of the pit she just basically kicks the guy in the face and 
the uh, Curtis guy because he hasn't fed, so he doesn't have any energy. I, I don't know how she was able to get away from him that easy, but, you know, again, the script was average. So she gets away, and she's able to... Um, she's able to... Uh, get Blade out of the the uh, trap that they have him in to take his blood. They have him encased in this tomb that's draining his blood. So she takes him out and he's basically dying. He's like, I'm done. You know, I need a serum. And she's like, ain't no serum, baby. <laughs> ain't no serum. And the day is basically over. Uh, Deacon Frost has all the power. He's about to go out and slay everybody. All the purebloods that actually tried to do, you know, they, they try to have an even thing with humans. They're all gone. So Deacon Frost takes over. It's it's a wrap, y'all. Like he's he's gonna annihilate that city and then the world. So of course. It's over. So she's sitting there thinking, like, he's dying. I'm about to get cooked next because I can't stop these guys. So if he's dead, like, there's nobody else to protect me. Oh, Eureka. <laughs> I made a serum that cured me. So she's like, why don't you bite me? He's like, nah, I can't bite you. Because he doesn't know that she has a serum that cured her. He's like, no, you got to do it. Take my blood and then that'll restore you. Because he's he's a vampire. Just he can, he doesn't have all the bad stuff. So he can heal himself within a few uh, seconds. So he bites her. And he almost kills her, but he doesn't. He stops right before she dies. And, uh. It's all. It is all. And uh, so he rips through this whole tomb full of uh, vampires. And because he's able to get his gear. They, they didn't get rid of his gear, of course. Because he had this sword that if you held it too long, it would explode in your hand. And they were able to get the sword. And they didn't dispose of it. So he's able to get get his power back from from her and then he finds his gear he's just tearing through, killing all of them finally gets to Deacon Frost and Frost is so powerful that every time Blade slices him with the with his uh, sword with samurai, samurai sword he's blocking the sword with his hand like he's so powerful that you can't even cut him like he's just like just slapping blade around now part of his gear like I said earlier was this this chemical that he made into a weapon that will make them explode so you know he sees the uh, the gear and he does this cool ass move where he uses a sword to uh, to hit the gear and the gear falls into his hand it's so cool. <laughs> and uh, because at this point, uh, Deacon Frost is the blood guy. He's about to kill Blade. And so Frost sees him grab the gear. And he's like, oh, you want your serum? Because he thinks it's serum. 
He's like, Serm's not going to help you. Like, You just had the real blood. What are you doing? So as he goes to finish Blade off, Blade hits him with the Serm. No, I'm sorry. He hits him with the uh, chemical that he has uh, made into a weapon. And he hits him with all five or six of them that he had. They're like needles. And immediately the blood god popped exploded it's crazy it was the, the special effects on this again is so bad <laughs> that uh, I think I even like fast forwarded a little bit at that point because it's just so bad it, it uh, kind of reminded me of the blob and I'm not talking about the blob movie from uh, I think they made a blob movie in the 80s or 90s and every blob movie is Oh, that's, those are eerie movies. I'm talking about the one from the 50s <laughs> with H.G. Wells. That's that's what it looked like. I was just like, wow, man. You know? So he beats the blood god, saves the day, saves the girl. And mind you, not one blade and blade didn't get any play from, from the girl. The whole movie, so I'm, I'm hoping in, in Blade 2 that he has a love interest, because, you know, our superheroes need a love interest, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, gotta give me, gotta give me a, a, a passionate kiss or something, like, you can't be all uh, whoop ass, you know? But maybe that's gonna be in Blade 2, we'll see. So, uh, the movie ends with, um, you know... Him and her, they ride off into the sunset, basically. She's cured, and uh, the vampires are vanquished. And the final scene is with him. He's in Russia, and he, this girl is about to get snatched up by this vampire. He goes up, he's catch you at a bad time. This is kind of another corny line, like, Jive, Tucky, suckers. But again, the um, CGI in this movie, Special effects was not good. The action was good, and the acting, set design was okay. Could have been bigger scale. Uh, I don't think they banked on this movie being as as classic, surely. And the reason I say that it just it looks really cheap. Um, but the actors again was just held it to where back then we didn't even care. Because they were that good, and um, we had never seen—well, uh, I had never seen that that I can remember black superhero on this scale um, in a movie. So we we wanted to see it. Um, other movies in '98. The reason why I, I really have to say they didn't think this was going to be a big movie. Other movies in '98 was um, Rush Hour, classic. Um, Armageddon and uh, my favorite from 98 Enemy of the State and that didn't have a lot of uh, special effects CGI uh, but the scripts uh, Will Smith and uh, Gene Hack classic you know, you don't need you don't need all that, and then that was that was like a drama. I might I might have to do any of the state. I haven't seen that probably in 
10 years, probably more than that. But that's an example of they put money into that the, the set design and they wanted that. They knew that was going to be a hit. And Armageddon, again, that, that was more special effects and um, when you compare that to what they gave Blade and like Wesley Snipes in this movie, which really kind of tell uh, attests to how good of an actor he he was or is, and the other people in this movie, the other stars, uh, Stephen Blueoff and uh, Snarley and uh, Karen, who uh, adopted the uh, Boucher right they, they they really they made this movie and so for my reviews of course I'm going to be using five star system um, five stars is excellent four stars is great three stars is good and two stars is below average one star is trash garbage so you don't want one star that's the death star Darth Vader star uh, so you don't want that Darth Vader lightsaber I am giving Blade 1998 a three. I almost gave it below average, but because I because really it was just the CGI. The story could have been better, but it wasn't trash. It was just average. So I can't give it a below average just because of CGI. Because I think that was back then so much money that they didn't, I don't think they thought this movie was going to be the hit that it was. So it's like, we're not spending millions of dollars on CGI um, when he's never been in an action movie, <laughs> I started in an action movie. Um, so I give it a three. And that's episode two guys um see you guys and gals on the next part um same time same channel which will be more than likely every sunday i might give i might put out two a week we'll see uh i will be doing episode two of vikings coming up and uh i got a drama coming i got a drama uh, wanna do a good drama yeah so I will be seeing you guys later thank you see you again